This is a Rooster Teeth production. everyone and welcome to another episode of annual pass this is the podcast where we talk about all things theme park shows rides attractions snacks foods you name it if it's in a theme park we're gonna talk about it i am your host jack patillo and of course joining me as always is my lovely beautiful and talented co-host jeff ramsey hi jeffrey hi jack how you doing i'm doing well how are you doing today i'm doing great it yeah. was uh last night was a great night it was survivor and temptation island so Ooh, i couldn't have asked for more nice nice how's the new season of survivor going for you it's fantastic it's uh Already shaping up to be one of the most interesting seasons ever. <laughs> what they're like on way season, like, better than last forty season. or fifty of that forty two. Wow, that's that's the meaning way of way better than last season. Uh, man, Jeff, we have, we have a fun day planned today. Welcome. This is year two of annual pass. By okay, the way, congratulations. You look different. You look older. Thank you very much. I've been uh, working on my my age. You're definitely what? crotchetier. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, we got a fun one today, Jeff. We're talking about a roller coaster at Disney World. We're talking about Expedition Everest today, Jeff. Never heard of it. You've never heard of Expedition Everest. I don't think so. No. No. Okay. So what? What? What do you think Expedition Everest is? Like, give me a, give me a general idea of what you think Expedition Everest is. Well, I imagine it's a roller coaster uh, themed around people climbing Mount Everest. Kind of, kind of close. I mean, Everest is part of it, actually. But we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll, we'll dive into it here just a little bit. Uh, I want to thank you for listening to Annual Pass. You guys are the best ever. Thank you for leaving all those beautiful reviews and all the comments over at Rooster Teeth. Uh, don't forget to watch us as well on YouTube.com slash Annual Pass. That's where you can see our beautiful faces. Well, Jeff's beautiful face and me. And uh, also, join, join our Discord as well. We're over there talking theme parks. Or at least I am. Jeff, you still haven't joined the Discord yet. What? Exactly. So uh, that's also I'm, where the... I'm old, dude. Discord, so that's, a, that's a young that older than game. me. I'm a lot older than you, Jack. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think percentage-wise. Years and mind. No, that might be true. Uh, yeah, don't forget to join our Discord channel as well. You can join the, the Rope Drop Running Club. RDRC. Kicking butt over there. Uh, what time... Or what day is this? This is... Uh, this is February, or excuse me, April 28th when this episode is coming out, so uh, the, hopefully by now, we're, we're pre-recording some of this, hopefully by now I am registered for the Marathon Weekend. Have you begun training January. for it yet? I'm actually kind of, I'm, I'm sort of taking a break of training right mm. now, and I'm really going to dive in hard very, very soon. I think once I sign up for uh, Dopey, which is the all four races. Mm-hmm. That's when it's going to get real, and then I'm going to be like, let's get it. So maybe by now, maybe by the time you're listening to this, I'm back on it and doing like three to four days a week of running, but right now I'm kind of taking well, a, taking it easy. I assume you're running early in the morning because it's probably uh, hot as hell. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. yeah. Go run early in the morning, go home, take a shower, then go to work. So uh, that's the way to do it. Is that when you go running is early in the morning? Uh, I ride my bicycle in the morning, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, uh, I don't run. No? Where, do, you still, do you still just ride your bike I'm around I'm not in a horror movie. Or? There's nobody chasing me. I'm good. <laughs> Well, the people get you can get on a bike in a horror movie and, and go away from a bad guy. How often do you see somebody trying to run away from Freddy Krueger or Jason or Michael Myers on a bicycle? That's true. Not enough. Not I'll enough. Tell you that. You know why? Because they'd get away. Yeah, and you can't take a bike upstairs. Can't have a horror movie if there's nobody to kill. <laughs> that is true. That is true. That's lo- lots of lots of uh, lots of bodies in horror movies. So anyway, Jeff, let's let's dive into it. Oh yeah, don't forget to also grab some merchandise at the store store.roosterteeth.com. That's the one last thing I forgot to mention. Uh, we have our awesome starter kit pin set. Uh, we are working right now on some. I, may, maybe yeah, we're working on some postcards as well uh, because we announced a couple weeks ago that we are we're looking for you to mail us postcards that we can put up on our, our, our wall whenever we get a wall behind us. And, uh, and yeah, we're, hopefully we'll get out of this temporary space pretty soon into a new temporary space out of the out of the frying pan and into the oven. What is it? Uh, what's the word? Out of the frying pan and into the fryer. That's it, yeah. So hopefully we'll do that. We'll go from temp space to temp space, and eventually we'll land at a final home. But, you know, until then, we're up for adoption. So, Jeff, <laughs> let's talk about Expedition Everest. This is a roller coaster attraction at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Uh, opened up in, uh, in, let's see here, it was... What is Disney's, is that their, like, uh, like, Safari Land or something, where you, like... Animal Kingdom is, it's not a zoo, which was the promotional, uh, material for it, said it was not a zoo. There are animals in it, uh, obviously, they have, like, the Kilimanjaro Safaris, they have, like, a bunch of exhibits throughout the park, but it's a mixture of, kind of, Disney theming, along with, kind of, your traditional zoo look, where mm. they have a lot of cool animals to look at and whatnot, and a lot of ed- a lot of educational stuff, which is Disney is really good about, but also the magic of Disney and the theming, and then we, we talked about, this is the second time we've talked about Animal 
animal kingdom. The first time we talked about dinosaur, you remember that one? Yeah, I do. yeah. How, how much do you? How do you do? You like Animal Kingdom? It's okay. I, I, of the four, is probably on my, my the lowest of the four parks. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, for me, it'd be Hollywood Studios, and then. Uh, then probably Epcot, then Magic Kingdom, and then uh, Animal Kingdom. Magic Kingdom is third on the list. Well, okay, I'll say right now, Epcot is probably third, maybe even fourth, because Epcot is in a state of flux and they're rebuilding everything. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Magic Kingdom is uh, that's classic. There's a lot of good stuff there, but you know, if, I feel like I enjoy myself more at Epcot, a little bit more relaxed. And then Animal Kingdom is just, there's still, even to this day, there's not as many attractions there as I would personally like. Well, they have Expedition Everest. They do. And they also have all the Avatar stuff, which. Oh, is that yeah. where that is? Mm-hmm. The floating mountains. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, the, the, the theming, the, the scenery of that's all really cool. The whole like Pandora area of Animal Kingdom is great. Um, I'm not a big fan of the uh, the big major ride there, Flight of Passage. Mm. It's, a, it's a motion sim. It's like a big screen. You wear 3D goggles. I'm not I'm not super into it. It's not my not my jam. You said motion sim. That scares me. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of like uh, well, I'm trying to think of what you've ridden. Uh, it it is a motion simulator, but it doesn't like rock you around so it's much. Not like that god awful Harry Potter thing. That tried no, to no, you. not yeah, not yeah. like that. It's it's more like the Simpsons ride than it is anything oh, okay. else. All right, yeah. So you you sit on the back of a flying creature thing, and then you plug your hair into it, and then you watch a three. It's 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 you. We'll go on it someday. You, you and I will they, go on it. Someday. Aren't they called? Banshees? Yeah, yeah, it's a banshee. Yeah, I remember everything in Avatar was also in Halo. <laughs> yeah. Like every, they were like all the names were the same. It was yeah. confusing. Yeah, okay. And so, uh, and so, yeah. Anyway, th- th- we'll we'll talk about that one in the future. I know a lot of people are gonna. The people love that attraction. They say it's the best thing ever. And for me, it was just like, oh, I'm just. This is a CGI 3D show. Would so. you consider yourself to be a big Avatar fan? No. Did no. you like or dislike the movie? Or it was okay. Yeah. I, I don't think it was. It, I don't think it should have been the highest grossing movie of all time. What? Uh, give me a out of a hundred. Out of a hundred for Avatar the movie yeah. or the ride? Uh, Avatar the movie. The movie, I would probably give it like a solid 70, 75, somewhere. 70, 75 out yeah. of a hundred. And then what would you give the ride? Uh, I'd probably like a sixty. Okay. Yeah. What would you give Expedition Antarctica or what? Everest. <laughs> Expedition, Expedition Everest. I'm uh, probably like your your high eighties. Like, okay. It's a good okay. it's a good attraction. Okay. It's, it's a good roller coaster. Gotcha. Again, that's me. I, I'm not a big fan of screens, and you know that's it. I also one of my, one of my big things with 3D shows is I wear glasses, so you always have to put you know like I, as a matter of fact you have to put glasses over glasses, and that's always a huge pain, and especially on something like this that kind of moves you around a little bit. I kept feeling like my glasses were gonna fall off, so um, yeah. That's well. Again, well, we'll get into that in a future I think, episode, Jeff. I think that's probably necessary because, as I understand it, the gravity on Pandora works differently than the gravity <laughs> on Earth. So you, that's true. I think it was a little bit less, right? It was yeah, not the whole thing. You, you can't. We, it's harder for us to have the floating rocks without the goggles. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, let's talk about Expedition Everest today, Jeff. Expedition Expedition Everest. Uh, this attraction was announced publicly on April twenty second, two thousand three. Do you know why that date is? Um, is important. April twenty second, two thousand three. Two thousand three. That is uh, four four exactly. Uh, <laughs> Disney's Animal Kingdom opened April twenty second, nineteen ninety eight. So oh. the fifth anniversary of Animal Kingdom, they announced a new attraction for it. So they announced Expedition Everest because. When Animal Kingdom opened, had a nice big flood of people coming in, and then the numbers started declining. And they're like, we got to put something in here. We got to do something new. So, like, let's add a big thrill attraction to it. So, they decided to add Expedition Everest, Jeff. Uh, This is from Disney, from their website. Okay. Yeti or not, here he comes. (laughs) I love this stuff. Wander into a Tibetan village at the base of Mount Everest and board a train to the top of the world. Beware. Some say a legendary snow monster lives deep in the mountain. After a steep ascent, your train picks up speed and races into the darkness. Without warning, a broken and twisted track appears in front of you. Brace yourself as you plummet backwards into total darkness. Inside the cavern, the mythical tale comes true as you see the shadow of a massive, growling beast. Race to escape the cursed mountain before the Yeti claims another expedition. You go backwards in the dark? You do. That sounds cool. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty neat attraction. Uh, so, yeah, the attraction was announced publicly April 22nd, 2003, during an event to celebrate the fifth anniversary of Disney's Animal Kingdom. Construction of the new attraction began a month before the announcement in March of 2003. It took three years and required more than 36 miles of rebar, 5,000 tons of structural steel. Remember, we, mm. we, we we figured out how much that cost. We could probably get that pretty, pretty cheap. It's very cheap. And 10,000 tons of concrete. Expedition Everest opened for previews on January 26, 2006 
1996 and had its grand opening on April 7th, 2006. So, uh, yeah, this is a really, really cool attraction. If you walk into the park, so you walk into Animal Kingdom, you go forward, you see the big tree of life. That's the icon of the park. You've probably seen images of it. It's an it, enormous tree. Is it a Avatar tree of life? Or? No, no, okay. no. It's Because it's, it's they one, have a tree of life as they well. They do. Well, they did. Um, <laughs> it, got, it got shot down, didn't it? Yeah. And uh, so, uh, no, this one, it's a really neat tree. It's a fake tree, obviously, but the the base of it and the actual tree itself is made up of, like, animals. Oh. And so it's all, like, it's all sculpted in. It's really, really pretty. And when the light hits it, it looks like the whole thing's moving. It's it's nice. Is it a thing where you can kind of see it from anywhere in the park? Not everywhere in the park. This this park, more than other parks, is very good about making you feel isolated and making you okay. feel like you're surrounded by whatever area you're in. So it's, it's separated by different lands. So, like, there's a whole Africa area where the Kilimanjaro safaris is. And when you get there, it feels like you're there. When you go to Pandora, it feels like you're in Pandora. Really? And it's really good about kind of, you know, making you feel separate. So, uh, yeah. So, anyway, let's see here. The um, the uh, track, again, is 3,884 feet long. Almost a mile. Almost a mile. A little well, less than a about, mile. you know. Almost 1,200 meters. Set 80% of a mile. <laughs> the uh, And also, the lift hill uh, is about 118 feet high. So, it does have, it does. it's not really a clicky track, but it definitely pulls you up. You know, it's not that kick, 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 but it definitely lifts you up a hill uh, to get started. The whole ride lasts about two minutes and 50 seconds. And uh, when they were designing this thing, Joe Rohde, who is a, a, a very, very famous Imagineer, he was sort of the the hand behind Animal Kingdom. He worked on tons of stuff throughout his career at Disney, but Animal Kingdom was kind of his baby. Yeah. Like, when people think Animal Kingdom, think Imagineers, they think him. Whereas, like, you know, Tony Baxter was a big Magic Kingdom guy. Mm. And there's, anyway... Joe Rohde, really, really awesome dude. Uh, he's no longer with Disney, and this was kind of his uh, his way to bring more people to Animal Kingdom and really get them excited for it. Um, again, this was made back in the early 2000s, and when they were designing this coaster, they actually came up with about 24 different designs of what they wanted to do, and for the first time ever, they were able to use a computer to sort of design the ride before they built the thing. So instead of being like kind of trial and error, they actually built the thing like sort of virtually and were able to kind of get an idea of what it would be like. Uh, I'm sure it's been used in other places before, but this is one of the first times they used it a whole lot. It is also the tallest attraction at Walt Disney World in Florida. Uh -huh. It is 199 and a half feet tall. Wow, that's pretty high. And it beats the Tower of Terror by six inches. Do you know why it is 199 and a half feet tall, Jeff? Because that's how tall Mount Everest is. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because yeah. people make such a big deal out of climbing it. Yeah, but. yeah. Uh, no. Uh, at 200 feet, you have to put one of those glowing red lights on it oh. for planes. So, uh, yeah. So, they Disney does everything in their power to get right underneath that that height limit because they don't want to have to add a flashing red light to the top of their, their tower. That the top sense. of their, their, their mountain. Makes sense. Because that would destroy Break the immersion. Yeah. yeah. There has been one time uh, that Disney has crossed that 200 meter or the 200 feet mark was uh, back in 2000. They did a whole celebration thing where they added some icons to the park. Uh, Epcot got a giant hand with a magic wand over it, like over the big ball. And it said you two, the, kid, the murder ball. Yeah, the, the murder ball. Yeah, uh, it, and it says two thousand on it, and it's like a big one. It says two thousand to celebrate the year two thousand. Like at Disney MGM Studios got the big sorcerer's hat in front of the in front of Disney in front of the Chinese theater, but the hand over the Epcot ball was actually it crossed that two hundred foot mark. So what they did was at the top of the wand, doing a little like spark. It was doing like a little sparkle thing at the end of it. They added this this red sparkle thing, and at the very top was the red flashing light. Smart. And they added other red lights to it too to make it look like oh, it's just all part of it. It's all part of the thing. But, yeah. that, but they masked it behind there. Ultimately, they got rid of the hand, thankfully, because that thing was grotesque. <laughs> it was, really? It was. I mean, it just it is like the the Epcot I, the Epcot sphere is such a iconic look. And to add suddenly this giant hand over it, it just looked not great. Yeah, uh, let me let me see if I can find I'd this love thing to see here. It. Yeah, here it is. So eventually, after two thousand, they changed it where uh, it said uh, said Epcot instead of the thing. So, uh, but yeah, it's just this big Mickey sorcerer hand over it, and you can see all the little red lights or like the little sparkles coming off the uh, the star. I don't, so, I don't hate that. Really? Yeah. It's just it's, it looks festive, uh, but uh, the the icon, the Epcot, the the geosphere of, of Epcot is so 
so like iconic that why yeah. would you throw a giant just like cartoon but, hand over it? As we've discussed many times in the past, when we when we went back and we talked about that sphere and where it originally came from and how it was a part of uh, trying to turn Epcot into a horror park, and that was from that <laughs> that seventies horror movie Phantasm. Uh, I feel like this softens it and makes it a little more family friendly. It, it continues along the line of like de horror movieing Epcot. <laughs> well, it's true. I you know all the kids who go to Epcot immediately think of Phantasm, that movie yeah. from the seventies. Do with the scary like, white mommy, hair, mommy, no Phantasm. Uh, yeah, so they did that. There was a lot of celebration stuff around 2000, adding the giant sorcerer Mickey hat to uh, Disney MGM Studios, which I had issues with because I love the look of the uh, of the Chinese theater in the background, and they they put a giant hat in front of it. So Jack doesn't like change. I, I mean, like, he's I not a big fan of change. Iconic change is okay, like, but I mean, why 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 alter why alter what people know your park as? It makes no sense at all. Anyway, if, if we didn't alter parks, we would never get things like Fast and the Furious turbocharged, <laughs> super supercharged, <laughs> whatever. I think you're arguing against yourself at that point with that that argument. Uh, also, part of this attraction, Jeff, is the largest animatronic on the planet ever. With more articulation, more movement than any other anime or any other audio animatronic at the time, it and may it may that's be past. The Yeti. That is the Yeti, and I feel like we've talked about this Yeti before. Probably, he's yeah. probably brought up. If, if, if you've ever heard the, the if you've ever heard the term disco Yeti, yeah, yeah, that's that's what this attraction is. So, uh, yeah, it's a whole thing where they they built this giant animatronic Yeti because the idea was at the end of the ride there was going to be a Yeti holding on to like a post and he reaches out at you. He like has this giant long arm. Um, the Yeti itself is 25 feet tall. Its skin, so they actually put skin on it, measures a thousand square feet, and it's held in place by a thousand snaps and 250 zippers. Um, that the, the skin is. Can you imagine the size of the loofah that thing must use <laughs> in the shower? How much water is that thing? It's massive. Uh, its movement is controlled by 19 actuators. When functioning in A mode, its full mode of operation, uh, it can move five feet horizontally and 18 inches vertically. Uh, apparently, the Yeti's roars are provi- provided by voice actor Fred Tadaschiore, uh, famous for his work as the Hulk in numerous animated shows and films. So Yeti can dunk. Wikipedia. Yeah, Yeti he's is got decent uh, vertical. He's good. He's uh, he could he dunk on the Rock and Jock fifty point goal nice. if he wanted to. He's uh, he's a big guy, and so uh, the Yeti was very very huge, very massive, and uh, very quickly uh, disabled. <laughs> so, uh, really too scary. No. Uh, so when they were building the attraction, they essentially built three different things. They built the tower they built the the, the roller coaster mm-hmm. then they built the tower to put the yeti on and then they built the mountain and so it's it's three separate structures the yeti when it was moving well, this is kind of later on the show but with the yeti when it was in full motion it was so violent it was so it, it moved around so quickly that it actually cracked its base so the base that it stood on, it would shake it and actually crack the base, supposedly. No one's 100% positive on this. If you, if you are, if you're a pass holder and you know the full story, let us know. Or if you're Joe Rody, let us know. Love to talk to you. Um, but it actually cracked the base that the Yeti was on. And uh, in lieu, they, they basically, they stopped the Yeti from moving in lieu of having a catastrophic failure, literally the term catastrophic failure of the attraction. <laughs> because... Uh, and then there's a lot of rumors of why they haven't fixed it, why it's always so. What they did instead of having the big animatronic mode, they put it in B mode, which they just have strobe lights flashing on it and this and like wind and stuff to make it feel like it's moving, mm. but it's not actually physically moving. Uh, it only lasted uh, like a few months. It only lasted like maybe six six months to a year before did, they had to shut it down. Did you ever experience it in A mode? I never did. Mm. I never did. I've only seen Disco Yeti. Uh, and so the the rumor is because of how significant the crack is, in order to actually fix the whole thing, they would have to essentially dismantle the mountain to get to it because it's so big and the mountain is like sitting right on top of it. There's not a lot of room that they would have to essentially disassemble the ride to fix that one thing. And so it's never been financially feasible. I yeah I uh, that sounds like something my dad would have fixed with Bondo. <laughs> he would have just crawled in there and be like, "No, nah, I got this." Yeah, just get, spackle this. Yeah, up. just get some get some duct tape. It'll be fine. Yeah. So uh, Joe Rody over time, like uh, at the D twenty three Expo, he actually came out and said he wanted to fix the the Yeti. Like apparently, like two thousand thirteen, he's like, "We're gonna fix him at some point." And then uh, someone asked him a couple of years later on Twitter, and like, "Hey, you, you mentioned this years ago." He's like, "Nope, still working on it." And then he retired. <laughs> so, <laughs> so as far as anyone knows, the Yeti has not been really touched or even thought about. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, ah, 
not worth it. Um, he was the, like, look over there. Yeah, as a matter of fact, anyway, while, while like, we're recording this, uh, Expedition Everest is currently down for refurbishment, but they've never taken like a real proper refurbishment for the ride. They, mm. they ha- they've never shut it down for like a really, really long period of time. Like right now, um, the Revenge of the Mummy out in uh, out in Universal Orlando, Universal Studios, is shut down because they're replacing a whole bunch of stuff. They're doing massive refurbs on it. It's going to be on for like half a year. Never really done that with Expedition Everest before. So. Do you know how long it's going to be down this time? Um, I think it should be back up within a few months. Like, it's okay. only down for, like, maybe two or three months. So it's not, yeah. It's not It's not a massive refurb. This is kind of like a, all right, let's maybe repaint some stuff. Let's make sure that. spit and polish. Yeah, like, check yeah. all the, like, they go through, check all the bolts on the the attraction and stuff. But uh, for the most part, it's uh, it's not really, not, not too elaborate. But, Jeff, should we go ahead right now and you can join me in the Himalayas and go and ride on Expedition Everest. Uh, am I going to be seeing the A uh, Yeti or the B Yeti? Uh, I don't know which what version of this video that I'm watching. I'm ready. This, I just want to prepare myself for it's going to be, uh, if my foundation is about to be cracked. We're watching a video from Coaster Force. Shout out to you, Coaster Force, the YouTube channel. So, Jeff, here we go. All right, you ready? <clears throat> two, two minutes and 50-something seconds, right? Yeah. it's it's. it's How gonna, many Gs are we dealing with? Uh, three, actually. Three Gs. Three Gs. I don't know what direction, though. So okay, I just, I just saw on, on Wikipedia, it said three Gs. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Jeff! Jeff! Jeff from Animal Kingdom! Oh, my Lord, look <laughs> at all the... There's a gazelle! That, that's, that's, it's, that's an emu, Jeff. This that's, is not a zoo! It is not a zoo. It's, that's, you're, you are correct. Jeff, we, let's go look at the eagles and stuff and the gorillas. The gorillas are so cool. Real gorillas? Yeah, real gorillas. But can, not a zoo. No, not a zoo, but they're in trees. It's really neat. And then we'll, we'll ride the Kilimanjaro Safari and see the cheetahs. I love the cheetahs. <laughs> cheetahs are my favorite animal of all time. Still not a zoo. It, no, not a zoo, Jeff. But hey, but, but before that, let's go back to the, the edge of the park and we'll go ride Expedition Everest. That sound fun? Yeah, okay. All right, let's do that. Okay, we'll go to the Asia part of the park and we're going to go to Expedition Everest. Wow, Jeff, look at look at all the buildings themed. It's so, Apparently this whole town was they, it was built around this this mountain, this this mystical mountain, but then a Yeti showed up and like scared up. They like tore up the tracks and everything and they built a whole like city around this this Yeti. And like and everything, and so there's like gift shops and whatnot. But Jeff, we're in the queue. Look, oh, it's like a Yeti museum. Oh. Jeff, they they have a big footprint. They have a footprint of the Yeti. It's so big. Did, how big would you say that is, Jack? It's, like it's about about uh, maybe two and a half feet in length, I guess. Which it makes sense. It's only one foot though. It's one foot, but it's two and a half feet. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> But he is a two-legged yeti. All right, Jeff. Well, let's get on. Let's get on the coaster. We're gonna, or on the uh, the train. We're gonna we're gonna take a train into the mountains. Okay. This is a roller coaster, Jeff. We're, we're taking a train into the mountains. All right, Jeff. Here we go. All right, we're going out. Okay. So it's uh, it's starting. This looks like an old timey train. Oh yeah, it's it's an old timey train. Okay, Jeff. Here we go. We're gonna go up. Oh look, you can see the whole like city as we're going up the the tower here. It's really I, pretty. I can handle this height. Look at this uh, beautiful mountain. We, okay, Jeff. All right, Jeff. Oh, we're going. It's uh, nice. This this is my speed. It's of nice roller coaster. and peaceful. Well, this is a little slow. It's got to, we got we got to pick uh, yeah, up some no, speed. No, this is fast enough. All right, here we go, no, no, Jeff. Whoa, no, no, okay, we're, we're moving a little quickly. Yeah, hey, slow it down some. No, it was nice. It's just over some nice hills and some beautiful trees. But, Jeff, we got we to gotta head into the mountain now, Jeff. We got to get up in this mountain. Why? Because that's where the Yeti is. We uh. want to go see the Yeti. All right, let's go up. Oh, look. Okay, so now we're on the clicky hill. I thought it wasn't a clicky well, hill. Well, it's, it's not clicking, but it's really smooth. Oh, look. Oh, you can see there's a warning there. It's the Yeti. Like, they're saying the people who live here, like, there's a Yeti. Be careful. Be careful. And it's like, no, we're not today, Jeff. We're not being careful. We're going to go into this mountain, and we're going to find the Yeti. Why didn't you tell me to bring a jacket? It's snowing it, up it, here. It was the mountain, Jeff. You're supposed to. Okay, here we go, Jeff. Here we go. We're going to go down. You ready? Wee! Okay, back to the left. Okay, hands out. Whoa, it's whoa, so dark in here. Whoa. Wee! We're going up. Okay, whoa. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Jeff. Uh-oh. Jeff, what happened to the track, Jeff? What the heck? I don't know. The track's broken. Something must have twisted up the track. Shut it down! No, no Jeff, what are, where are we gonna go? We can, there's only one way we can go, Jeff. We can't go forward because the track's broken. Do you know which way we should go? Up. No, no we can't. Step we're back. gonna go backwards! Oh, Jeff, we're going backwards! Oh, oh no, we're, fall, we're into the tunnel. We're into the creepy. It's, it's so dark in here, Jeff. Do you hear that? It's a roar. Those roar the Yeti, Yeti Jeff. Uh, it's so scary that the Yeti's like, rawr, <laughs> rawr, rawr. And we're like, no, not, not, no, Mr. Yeti. That's scary. We're still going backwards, Jeff. How we're, fast would you say we're going right now? I, I don't know. Maybe three years. Oh, Jeff, look. It's the Yeti. Oh, my Lord. We see him, and he's behind us, and he's screaming. It's, it's a silhouette. He's going to tear up the track, Jeff. And he's definitely in A mode. No, well, that's, that's not good. He's torn up the track. Jeff, we gotta get out of here. Uh, 
We gotta run, Jeff. Here we go. Let's go forward this time instead of backwards. <laughs> Didn't we just go this way? Well, no. I mean, we came backwards through this way. We gotta go forwards through this way. Here we go, Jeff. We gotta run from the Yeti. Uh, okay, here we go. Whoa, there's a big drop. Whee! Just let me out right here at that house. We're going so fast. We're whipping around. Oh, we're in a cave, Jeff. Oh, this is very dark and scary. Oh, it's so dark and scary. Whee! Okay, we're outside again. I'm shaking. We're, we're moving all around this mountain, Jeff. There's so many holes in this mountain. Whee! Yeah. Oh, we went into the track. That's scary. You almost hit your hands, Jeff. Be careful. Whee! Okay. Oh, Jeff, we're going back inside. Jeff! Jeff, what's that noise? Oh, no, Jeff. I don't know. What is it? It's so scary. It's so loud. Oh, it's the Disco Yeti! <laughs> oh, we're out. Okay, we're, we're out. We're past them. Oh, okay. We, we made it out. Jeff, oh, okay. we well, survived it. Yeah. We, we had our expedition to Everest, and we survived it. We survived the Disco Yeti. I never saw him. You never saw him? You had to look up and to the right. It was tough to see. We were moving uh. very quickly. Oh, Jeff, we're out. All right, Jeff, let's go to the, the gift shop and, and buy one of the I Survived the Disco Yeti mugs or something. Okay. We did it! Yay! So that's the attraction. That is uh, that is Expedition Everest. Um, it was the very first ever. I got some fun facts for you here. Okay, yeah. It was the very first backwards and forward coaster for Disney. So it was the first oh, time okay. ever they had a coaster that would start forward, go backwards, and then go forward again. Uh, also, one fun, one fun fact, too. When you get to the top where uh, where the track is all broken and before you go backwards, mm -hmm. for some reason, someone started throwing their hair ties uh, like <laughs> next to the track. So it is littered with hair ties where really? people would pull their hair ties off and throw them out. Don't know why. But there's hair ties all over Expedition Everest, and they don't they they don't warn you when you like stop with the hair ties. I guess not. I guess they kind of like oh, I guess it's it's sort of a thing. So well, I don't I we... don't know if that maybe have something to do with like actual like like uh, mountain climbing or maybe it's an offering something? to the Yeti. Perhaps, perhaps. What we should do, Jack, uh -huh. is we should bring hair ties. So <laughs> just hundreds of them. Yeah, just, just dunk them off. Get in on the action. That, there we go. We'll break some hair ties whenever we go and ride yeah. this thing. Uh, the artificial mountain that you see, like the actual, it's like a three-peaked mountain okay. uh, at Expedition Everest. Um, the actual mountain itself is fictitional. It's the uh, Forbidden Mountain is what they call it. Is That's the one guarded by the Yeti. And the actual Everest uh, peak is the smallest one of the three peaks you see. It's a forced perspective peak. thing. where it, <laughs> It's a forced perspective thing where it looks like it's further away, uh -huh. but that's actually the representation of, of Everest. So if you're looking at the attraction, there's three peaks, and the one on the far right is Expedition. Is that, gotcha. that is Everest. Gotcha. So if everyone's like, oh, look, it's Everest. Like, well, actually, that one is Everest. So I didn't know that until I was doing some hmm. research on this thing. 2,000 gallons of paint were used to paint the mountain. That's Jeez. a lot of paint. How, how heavy do you think that is? Can you imagine how annoyed the Home Depot employee was when they came in <laughs> and were like, I need 2,000 gallons of this color. And he's yeah. like, I got one paint shaker here. Yeah, like, all right, and they're like, well, we'll be. He's like, well, should I come back in ten minutes? He's like, ten minutes, ten weeks. And they're like, all right. And then he just gets to going. I love that. Yeah, I could totally see that guy. He's like, I'm not paid enough for this. Yeah. Uh, the attraction itself cost $100 million to build. Uh, Guinness recognized it as the most expensive roller coaster ever built at the time. A hundred million dollars for roller that includes the whole kind of area, the attraction, the ride, uh, like the shops and everything around it. But a hundred million dollars. I can think of so many things to do with a hundred million dollars other than to make a roller coaster that cracked. Uh, well, the, the Yeti cracked. Uh, a lot of the money went into that Yeti itself. Uh, that record was shattered in 2019. An attraction cost a roller coaster, excuse me, cost three hundred million dollars to make. And, I, and you've seen this roller coaster. What do you think that roller coaster is? I think it was Velocicoaster or Hulk. Hagrid's motorbike adventure. Right, I, I was, he didn't let me finish. <laughs> I was going to say, I think it was Velocicoaster or Hulk threatening but not ultimately being that expensive because Hagrid's took all the money. Hagrid's motorbike adventure cost $300 million. And I haven't build. been on that one yet. You haven't yet. Um, okay. That's that's the one. $300 million. I, I think a lot of that has to do because there's a lot of animatronics in Hagrid's. That one goes forwards and backwards. There's a there's a really cool surprise drop thing. There, there's a lot of neat stuff on that attraction. $300 so. million is more than a lot of countries are worth. <laughs> Theme parks make a lot of money, Jeff. Theme parks make a lot of money. Je Bob Chapak is uh, he's can, doing okay. Can you imagine Chapek. going to the bank and going like, I need a three hundred million dollar loan, and they're like, and I'm going to pay it back, <laughs> one ticket sale at a time. But then you look up and there's literally tens of thousands of people yeah. at a, over a hundred dollars a head. It's it's wild.
That's crazy. I wonder how long it takes them. I wonder what the. I'd love to see the amortization on that, and, and how long it takes them to make their money back. Yeah, that's. I, I, I mean, that's got to be very complicated math, right? Because oh, yeah. nobody's going like you. I don't even know how. Well, yeah. I mean, think about the overhead as as far as employees go. Like, mm-hmm. I remember when I worked at Disney. I think it was 50,000 50, employees were for working at Walt Disney World, which uh, I think is the largest single location of a business on the planet. Like, it was more employees working in one space than anywhere else. How many was of. it again? It was like fifty thousand employees. That's more people than live in San Marcos, Texas. <laughs> that's true. That is true. That's more people that are. That's that's about my entire UT class. Like my my entire class when I was going to college was yeah, about, you, I, it was like fifty to fifty five thousand yeah, students. Yeah, because yeah, you think about it, like think of all the sheer number of people that work. Like you know, an attraction like Expedition Everest, you're going to have probably fifteen people working the attraction because you've got different locations they have to work. Then you have the engineers that support it. Then you have the maintenance people that come in and you know make sure the place is clean. You have people working gift shops. You have people. You have managers running everything. You, there's there's just. You, you, it baffles, it boggles the mind of how many hands and how many gears go into making a theme park like this work, and yeah. and it's it's fascinating to me, and that's why that's one of the reasons why as an adult I've come to appreciate this stuff because theme parks really are living art. I mean, the the stuff that happens in theme parks is incredible, and. The way they can transport you and make you feel like you're in a different place all at the same time being this well-oiled machine where it's like, hey, do you want to buy a candy bar while you're here? We can make that happen. It's, 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 it's crazy and so cool and so interesting to me. I would love uh, love to talk to an accountant who has yeah. worked at a theme park that would- on that scale because the, the, the I'm not a math guy, but the complicated math uh, that goes into – because, you know, like even at, at Rooster Teeth, we know how much – like how much the like we have uh, accountants yes right and and very smart finance people who are like you know one customer is worth this much over the lifetime of their rooster teeth fandom or, mm-hmm. or uh, you know support and uh, like we know we know how much uh, we have an average for how much a person's going to spend in the store on one transaction etc and I would love to just see the like all right we need to it's three hundred million dollars that we're going to sink into this. What are the things that we need to do and adjust and move around to to approach profitability on that faster? How long are we prepared to take a hit? Are they taking a hit, or is that like money in the bank that they've got in reserves yeah, to like build? Liquid, yeah. Like, is it is it all liquid? Is it is it profitable on day one? I, it'd be it'd be really interesting to hear. I mean, even like that, like in my head, I'm thinking of something like Galaxy's Edge, where it's like, okay, we're going to build a Star Wars yeah. theme park or a, a portion of a theme park based around Star Wars, like. Okay, jumping through hoops for licensing and then model building and characters and something like the this the this the size of that. And then you go to something like Epic Universe, which is an entire theme yeah. park building from the ground up. Like how? Like who who does this stuff? And I, you know, I would love, that's something I would love to talk with Greg Hall about. Like Greg yeah. Hall is our, our friend over at Universal, like yeah, Universal yeah. Creative. And it's like that to me is just the most fascinating stuff. And that that to me honestly is the stuff that he probably can't talk about. No, I know, but, yeah, right? But that, is, that is that is it's 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 kind of like when we talked to Kevin uh, uh from Defunkland yeah. about uh about line theory yeah, and how fascinating yeah. that was, right? It's it's a similar kind of thing. It's like, you know, oh, we had to raise the tickets by $8 and that covers Star Wars. Yeah. You know, yeah, that, yeah. that covers Galaxy's Edge or like it's I, I just it's fascinating. Yeah. Really interesting. And I, I love that kind of stuff. And then like this, we, this we, stuff- we gotta charge twenty five cents more on Dole Whip and that's how we're gonna make our money back on the Yeti. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it is it is fascinating because you know, like right now it feels like Disney's approaching it more as a business, whereas Universal's are treating it a lot more creatively. Yeah. Which in the past has been flipped. It used to be Disney was, you know, A number one, they mm-hmm. were the show. They were all about the show. Certainly feels like lately they've been kind of nickel and diming people, and it's like, hey, now you can pay to ride a ride, and it's like, and they start, it, it's getting a little bit weird, a little bit funky over there. Whereas Universal is very much like we want to make stuff that makes people happy, yeah. And I, I, appre- I appreciate that approach to it, and I'm, I'm leaning more towards Universal now. Anytime I go to Orlando, just because I, I love those parks and. It has that energy, kind of that, that early 2000s, late 90s Disney energy that I really, really love. So what, what do you think about that? Let, let us know in the comments. I'm fascinated. Like, this is the kind of conversation I love talking about. And I don't know if we could fill a whole episode talking about this kind of stuff. But, man, I, I am really, really digging this. Do, this you, whole thing. Uh, do you think we've been to Thorpe Park yet? 
Maybe at this point, it, this is the twenty eighth. When are we supposed to go to? We're, so we're supposed to go to London. At, uh, we're at some gonna point. be there like the twenty. I think it might be like right. the twenty fifth or something. Okay, yeah. So we're coming home the twenty fifth. Yeah, Ben's giving us a thumbs up. So I think the, I think the weekend prior to this, we may have actually been in London going to Thorpe Park, our very first European. I wonder theme how park. that one felt. I wonder. Uh, if yeah. that, I wonder if it felt like Universal or like Disney or like Six Flags or like know? Six Flags. Yeah, yeah, which is not not a problem. Like every park has their own has its of, own vibe. Yeah, and yeah. I'm sure we'll do an episode on Thorpe Park if if we didn't manage to get out to it. And I some hope of the attractions did. there. Um, there's there's a there's a theme park in uh, in Oslo that I wanted to go to. I walked past. Um, yeah, Oslo. That's that's Norway. Nor, uh, wait, not Norway. Where, where's ABBA from? Are they from Norway? ABBA's from Sweden. Okay, it was Sweden. Then it was. Uh, what's the big uh, What's the big city in Sweden? I don't know. Anyway, there's a theme park in Sweden that I walked past that was shut down. That I want to go by. It was, uh, it was right next to the ABBA Museum. Well, ben, Ben's about to talk. List of urban areas in Sweden by population. Stockholm? Stockholm. Okay. It was in Stockholm. I've heard uh, Stockholm is a lovely but kind of boring city. It's very cold, uh, very old, mm-hmm. and uh, interesting. I, I enjoyed it. I was yeah. there. Actually, I visited a, a video game company. They brought me out to check out a game. And uh, they have a museum there where they have a, a, like a, a, a giant ship. Like a wooden ship that was built, a king, the king of of uh, of Stockholm, or like the uh, someone from Stockholm built this enormous ship. Turns out it was too tall, and they they set it out to into like the bay, and it immediately sank. <laughs> and it was this elaborate, like this big fancy thing, and it sank and went to the bottom, and like a bunch of people died back in like the 1600s. Oh, that part sounds funny. Yeah, it was like back in like the 1600s or something. Yeah. And then uh, they discovered it and actually brought it up and have been restoring it. They built a museum around it. That's very cool. It's amazing. Super super cool. Um, odd story. I was there in that museum when the trailer for uh, Endgame came out, Avengers Endgame, and I watched it on a phone. So Ben, can you see what uh, what theme park is in Stockholm? Next to the Abba Museum. Just search for Abba Museum, and then you can you can see next to it on uh, on Google Maps. The reason I say it's boring, I hear it's boring, is just from somebody, an American who lived there, and said, I guess it's just like it's a lot of government, and yeah. government shuts down, and the city kind of becomes like a ghost town yeah, when yeah. government's not in session. I mean, when I was there, it was pretty cool. They had, it was like a, around Christmas time, yeah. and so they had like a, they had a Christmas market. And I bet the Christmas. <sighs> yeah, it was it was neat. I would have you. Stockholm. Every place outside of America has amazing Christmas markets. <laughs> I went to the Christmas market in Budapest one time. It was maybe uh, the coolest place I'd, I've ever been. I went to one up in Edinburgh one time, and it was amazing. Yeah, it was I so bet. cool. Okay, Ben, what do we got? So I am so sorry if I butcher this pronunciation you know, I, for no, any of I apologize. listeners. <laughs> uh, Grona Lund mm. uh, is the theme park that's in Stockholm. Looks oh, cool. Okay. That sounds cool. So Let's we'll go to gro- hashtag uh, <laughs> get annual pass to Grona Lund. <laughs> Grona Lund. We'll get we'll get to Japan first, and then we'll go to Gronalund, and then I'll take we'll you over swing to by the uh, way home. Oh God, what was that? Not Nava Museum. I forget the the, the boat museum. Right There's a bunch of museums, and then we go to the ABBA Museum. I wonder if we've got any uh, postcards yet. Ooh, that's true. I wonder if we have one from the ABBA Museum from Gronalund or you, or the ABBA Museum. If you want to send us, I mean, no, we talked about theme parks, but if you want to send us. A, uh, a a postcard from the Abba Museum. We will also take that and respond in kind. Yes, big uh, big uh, big Abba fans. Big Abba fans. G- Gus and I especially huge Abba fans. Oh, K- Katie's a huge Abba fan. Yeah. I, have, I have like four Abba albums that I'll just drop on every now. And then. It's, a, awesome. it's such, a, such a happy music. music. I love it. I love Great it. music. Well, Jeff, that's gonna wrap it up for Expedition Everest. <laughs> 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 Let's get into some Q and A here. Uh, this is from the Fast and Furious episode, Supercharged episode. You got Before a question? We get I was just gonna say, Jack. Uh, oh yeah, if you want to say thanks for taking a chance on. Take a chance, take a chance on me. Uh, if you have a postcard you want to send us, Jeff brought it up, you can send it to uh, Annual Pass Care of Rooster Teeth Productions, 1901 East 51st Street, Austin, Texas, 78723. And uh, just make sure if you put a return address on there, we will we'll mail a postcard back to you. And uh, we'll send you two postcards if your name is Fernando. <laughs> All right, let's do some Q&A. This is from the Fast and the Fury Supercharged episode. Uh, Billy Z90 says, Today I learned that Ha Ha Clinton Dix is a real name and not one made up by Key and Peele. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Ha Clinton Dix played for Alabama. He did. Well, yeah. he, he went to that school. He went to the uh, uh, the, the school behind Universal Studios where we got talking. Oh, yeah, we were talking about I that. Said, I want to say Jordan Palmer, but that's not right. What, whatever the name of the school is, like he went there because there was a few famous, like Wayne Brady was from there. And I like. actually have his uh, autograph. Really? Yeah, and one of I have one of his college cards autographed. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, Razzler1770 says, Jack not knowing that it was Minas Tirith and Denethor who set himself on fire and then uh, combined the scenes with King Theoden and Wormtongue with that scene of Denethor just threw me for a total loop. I we, was we, gonna we get kept... into that with you, but then I figured, what's the point? Oh, yeah. It was, I, I couldn't. I, I knew I knew the pieces of it. I just couldn't get them in the right order and places. And You were close. And I didn't know the pieces. Scoob <laughs> Drew... <laughs> 
says, what would you say was the greatest above and beyond moment that you've seen a cast member do at a park? I think we've answered this before, but this yeah. is a good story. I have a daughter with uh, spina bifida, and for long distances, like at theme parks, we use a wheelchair. At all the Disney World parks, the cast members were incredible. They never missed a beat when it came to getting my daughter onto rides, and they would make sure her wheelchair was right next to where we were getting off. It, it still brings tears to my eyes when I think about how much they did to make sure she had the best experience ever. That is I love hearing fantastic. stories like that. Like that he, awesome. We've answered that question before. I got yeah. talked about King Louie rolling around and stuff, but like that kind of stuff that that makes me so happy yeah. and that makes me have faith in humanity. <laughs> you know, it's like a lot of people, you know, kind of like whatever deal deal with it. But it's like no, no, we're gonna go out of our way to make sure you're happy and your your daughter has a good time, and I love that. You know what? That's a, I think that's a a really salient point to make, especially in a time like right now when when things are so divisive. Yeah, uh, for a myriad of reasons, and not just in America but globally, uh, places like theme parks where you can see some some genuine humanity and yeah. and, and and brotherhood and people helping each other out. Uh, we need more of that. Yeah, yeah. I've never, I've never seen anywhere where more people like if they spot trash on the ground, we'll just pick it up and throw it away. Like not their trash, just pick it up and toss it. Like whatever. Like seeing stuff, like minor little things like that. People opening doors for other people. Stuff where it's like, to me, feels like common sense, but you you don't see it that often. But at theme parks, it feels like people kind of like they they enjoy themselves and they have a good time. They feel like a better a better version of themselves. Sometimes, you I know, mean, not everybody. I'll say. As an aside, you know what I've been doing lately? I try to do about once every two weeks. I'd like to do it once a week, but I'm only doing about once every two weeks. Uh, Opening doors for your girlfriend? (laughs) No, no. Uh, (laughs) I mean, yeah, sure. I'll do that too. But uh, I bought one of those trash grabber. Oh, yeah, yeah. Little little grabby things. Grabby things. And I go uh, on Sunday, uh, Saturday or Sunday mornings when I get up early, I'll go to the park near my house and I pick up trash for an hour. And it makes me feel real good. And you get a little exercise too. Get a little exercise, listen to a podcast while you're doing it. Gorgeous weather before it gets too brutally hot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's cool. Not that's... enough people pick up trash in the world. Very, very kind of me. Yes. If you see a piece of trash in the ground, just grab it and throw it in a trash can. Especially at Disney, there's always a trash can within like 15 feet of yeah. you. So, All right. So uh, now I we asked a question of you, the, uh, the pass holders, and then you answer it. And then I will randomly pick someone in our comments to mail... An autograph theme park map. And so this week, uh, we're doing the Supercharged episode, Fast and Furious Supercharged. And I said, what is your least favorite attraction you've ever been on? A lot of people, and I said, and not counting Supercharged. A lot of people said, I can't not count Supercharged. So um, Credens Justiam, I think is how you pronounce it. This is, this is wild. Garfield's Nightmare at Kennywood Park. There's an attraction called Garfield's Nightmare, Jeff. It was, not sure if this is the correct term for the situation, a refurbishment of our old mill ride that occurred when they were trying to make Garfield a thing mascot-wise the park. So old mill is like the water, like the Mm. log flumes. Spoilers, he never got fully accepted and quickly became an afterthought. It basically is sitting in a boat, looking at the cheapest-looking sets, walls splattered with neon glow-in-the-dark paint and product placement. Pepsi, anyone? He wrote that in parentheses. I do love Pepsi. Uh, it was like a really bad acid trip, in my opinion. The plot of the ride was Garfield having a nightmare, getting eaten by a fish, scary dogs, giant shot that blew air at you and stopped working after a point. Um, I know my friends and I ever went on it only as a means to get out of the sun quickly, but as it seemed like there was rarely a bad line for it. But we always regretted the decision. I kind of want to ride Garfield's Nightmare, dude. I, me too. We, uh, you know, we don't talk about it not because it's not as family friendly as this one. But my other podcast for a, for a while was a, a can, we considered ourselves a Garfield yeah. podcast. Yeah. So I would I would absolutely want to ride that. Well, what what kind of podcast are you now? It was a, you were you're a baseball an, podcast again. You're back to a baseball, we're back podcast? To baseball podcast. Okay, yeah. Right you were yeah. you were an Apple podcast we're, we're, for a while. Uh, we're a we're a plastic. Uh, we're we're transitioning out of baseball at this point because uh-huh. we're I'm thinking ahead, uh, and I think we're probably moving into a plastic cup podcast. Oh, nice. Really nice. into plastic cups. Right okay, now. sweet, sweet. Uh, uh, Jay Sitko says, at Hershey Park, there is a newer indoor coaster called Laugh Track, L-A-F-F-T-R-A-K-K. It's extremely compact in the dark except for black lights on reflective paint, and the car spins freely. Most nauseating coaster I've ever been on. Mm. That's interesting. Not yeah, that's, that it's funny. Glow in the dark. We got glow in the dark paint on, or two of two for glow in the dark. I wonder if anybody has like, did you ever watch Kimmy Schmidt? Yes, I watched the first. You season. know her mom uh, in Kimmy Schmidt. Her well, you probably didn't see this until season two or three, but her mom was Lisa Kudrow. Okay, and uh, she showed up in later s- two or three, and she was uh, obsessed with roller coasters, and oh, really? she traveled around the the world like riding roller coasters, kind of like you. She was kind of like a cartoon version of you, uh, and uh, it makes me wonder. I wonder if, if there's a person. Certainly, there is not a person on earth who has ridden every roller coaster. No, I mean, but I, I wonder who has ridden the most. 
There are roller coaster enthusiast websites that I'm sure people like track have, that. Yeah, I'm and sure they have like logs of what they've done. I would be interested. I'd be interested to talk to that person someday. Yeah. If we could find the person that's been in the most roller coasters or theme uh, park attractions, I would love to speak to that person. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. We'll, we'll do that someday. Yeah. Uh, this one's from Texas, actually. Delivery McGee says the oil derrick at Six Flags Over Texas. Do you know the oil derrick? Mm-mm. That's a giant tower. <laughs> that's all it is. It's just a 300 foot tower, but as a kid, I was scared of heights, and the open railings certainly didn't help. I was still a bit nervous and fully enclosed tower like San Jacinto Monument, but wasn't clinging to the wall beside the elevator. It's weird. I'm fine with hyper coasters. Spent a whole day riding Titan when I lived in DFW. Now, a season pass. We talked about Titan. Yeah. Uh, but I get severe vertigo going anywhere near the second story railing at a Bass Pro store. <laughs> 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 and even on the second floor of an outdoor entry hotel, I hug the wall. That's more because of uh, because most of them have a bit of a slope toward the outside to shed rain. Didn't make it to the Empire State Building when I visited NYC. I should have tried it. Yeah, so the oil derrick is just a giant oil derrick. It's literally like a big tower that you go stand and look at. Is it just a tower that's called an oil derrick, or is it designed to be an no, oil derrick? No, it doesn't look like uh, it doesn't look like an actual oil derrick. Er, and is it derrick. just an observation tower? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see if I can find a photo. What's the for highest it? observation tower you've ever been so to? You can see a tiny little photo oh, there. Okay, yeah, it's a big yeah. tower. Um, I've, been on, I've been in the, uh, um, the tower in Seattle, the Space, Space Needle. Needle. How, t- um, how tall has Space Needle been? Ben, look up Space Needle. Hi. Well, we're going to need you to look at a few things. Yep, yep. Look up Space Needle. Hi. Then look man. up the Eiffel Tower as well. I've, I've been underneath the Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower is so much bigger than I ever expected it's it to like be. It's like 1,300 feet or 1,200 feet. I've been to the top of it. It's very Space Needle's height is 605 feet. Okay. okay. Uh, the Eiffel Tower is 984. All right, I've been wow. to the top of that. 1,083 to the tip. Wow. Now look up uh, the Tokyo, is it called the Sky Tree? Tokyo Sky Tree. I've been to the top of that. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. And then the CN Tower in Toronto, right? 2,080 feet. Yeah. My gosh. I think that might be the like second a- tallest place you can travel, like you can visit like that. I think there might be one somewhere else over in What's Asia. the Burj Khalifa? Is like 5,000 feet? It's what's All right. Uh, ben, look, go ahead. Come look on. Can ben, uh, if you look up Burj Khalifa for us. 2,717. So okay. even higher. Yeah. Yeah. And that, That's and, not maybe what I was thinking of then. And there's Tom, Tom Cruise sitting on the top of it. Did you ever see the the picture of uh, Will Smith sitting on the top of it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> compared to Tom Cruise? Will Smith is like just just covered in safety gear. Just, just regardless, still yeah. very cool to be. At, well, <laughs> I, there's not enough money in the world to put me on the top of that thing, but uh, I'll go inside it. Yeah, you're not a big fan of heights. You, uh, you, you suddenly became a, a anti height fan. I became scared of heights on a Rooster Teeth trip to wow. England. Yeah, but I I. Went to the top of the Tokyo Sky Tree with my daughter, and that was not scary at all. As a matter of fact, it was the because you're inside. That's true. Looking That's at true. glass, it was fantastic. Speaking of scary, uh, the reason I was distracted when you guys were throwing all those those questions at me, uh, it seems that Halloween Horror Nights has just tweeted out uh, some kind of theme for Halloween Horror Nights Ooh. this year. Oh. So again, this is a month out of date, but what's the theme? Uh, never go alone. Never go. Jeff, we got to go to Halloween Horror Nights together. Not alone. I don't not know if this, together. Is a, if this is a theme or what. They've just tweeted out a a never go alone image. Uh, that seems to be pointing toward it's time to summon your scream squad. Oh, scream squad! I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a, a proclamation. Ooh, look here. at that! Oh, that looks scary. I'm gonna say that it kind of has a like a Blair Witch feel to it. Yeah, it does. I'm gonna say that regardless of what happens with this podcast mm-hmm. uh, or my uh, someday retirement, <laughs> uh, I would like to go to Halloween Horror Nights with you every year. I'm, I'm 100% down for Whether it's for work that. or for fun. 100% I had down. Dude, such a lovely time. We, okay, I, I'll say this right now. It's, it's, so it's April when we're doing this. Yeah. For Halloween Horror Nights this year, it's opening September 2nd. It's, it's the earliest it's ever open. It's going from September 2nd to October 31st. Uh, they just announced all this stuff like this morning. Yeah. Um, we should go for at least two nights this year. Oh, absolutely. Like, we should go one night and, like, hopefully do the RAP tour again where we can go to every house. But uh-huh. then we should go back and go th- and check out all the food and do a bunch of other stuff and maybe go to another haunted house again if we want to. Do you but think Katie would like that? Maybe. I mean, she's not, again, she's not a big fan of, like, gore and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. Halloween Horror Nights is very pretty, pretty gore themey. Ben, ben uh, I think in, in, the, in the blue shirt, sir. I still have that producer goal of trying to get you two on as scare actors at Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, I'd love really that. Right. Like to make yeah, that yeah, yeah. That's true. Well, I, I was going to try to be a. Uh, I was uh, I was gonna try to be uh, uh, what's her name in uh, Beetlejuice? <laughs> Lydia. Lydia. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't think of her name. 
All right, so uh, here we go. So one last thing before we before we wrap up this episode. Well, I think it ran a little bit long today. I wasn't expecting that. Zazzles for the win. Zazzle. Congratulations, Zazzle for the win. I picked yours. My least favorite attraction would have to be Minion Mayhem at Universal Hollywood. The entire ride vehicle room just takes me out of the experience since you can see everything simply by looking a few inches anywhere. <laughs> also, pet peeve uh, is during the intro video in the laboratory, Agnes's eyes aren't animated and they annoy me. Also, I'm not a fan of Illumination Entertainment. This person just doesn't like these things. Did we do that? We did. We did. Yeah, we did. I remember that. Yeah, those were the daughters. I, I think I remember it being okay. It was fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that was a little bit calm. I, think for I had him. the same issues with it. Respect, yeah. respect their issues. But though. hey, Zazzles, congratulations! I randomly picked these, so Zazzles, I'll reach out to you and get your email, and then I'll, I'll drop you a line, and we'll get you a park uh, map signed by Jeff and I. But that will do it today, Jeff, for all the stuff I have written down. Um, but yeah, Halloween Horror Nights, I'm excited for that. You know, Halloween Horror Nights, they typically do some kind of ARG as mm-hmm. well. Oh, really? Um, where they, like, almost every year they've done, like, just kind of either smaller did ones. Did they do one last year? I think they did. I, I don't know how big it gets, mm. but I th- that's something I would love yes. to maybe, like, our Discord to work with, yes. where we can hopefully figure this out. Back in 2002 or five, or I think maybe 2005, uh, when I was on Florida, they had an ARG it was super elaborate and included going to the parks to finding stuff. I love bees. Yeah, uh, something like that. And it was where uh, if you, if you like, I think about thirty people found the the end of the ARG. An ARG, for those of you who don't know, is an is an altered reality game where they take stuff in real life and they add a narrative to it. And it's it's just a basically kind of like a scavenger hunt with a story. It's one of those things that you could completely miss and and not really miss anything. Yeah. But if you dive into it, you can find some really cool information. They usually reward people for that. So this one. In, in 2005, whoever made it to the end, they basically said, come to this location at this time. And it was the opening night for Halloween Horror Nights. And they gave everyone that made it there a cloak, like a big cloak that covered their face. And they got to be part of like the opening show. So it was like all these people kind of dressed like monks walking in, covered up. And they were just like standing around being creepy. And those were all the people who had won the ARG. And that's if, so cool. If you want to get me in the Discord server, start solving <laughs> ARGs. Okay. I'll be there tomorrow. All right. Ben, ben you have a, you have a, a so question? Just- just to update on that Halloween Horror Nights Uh-oh. tweet, it looks like that is just a date announced. There might be something hidden in that image or something like that, but last year's tagline was also Never Go Alone. Oh. So, mm. who knows? Maybe they're just trying to get the, the dates out there, or maybe there's something else going on. Well, maybe sure. it's the start of the ARG. Maybe. Maybe. We'll take Discord, a Discord, go. See if there's any like stars or any letters underlined. Maybe <laughs> we'll figure it out. So we, we Our, 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 uh, <laughs> our uh, ARG solving group is called ARGRDRC. <laughs> It's a subset. I love it. I love it. Well, hey, speaking of Discord, make sure you join our Discord server. And now we got to start up a channel to solve the universe, the Halloween Horror Nights ARG, assuming there is one. Um, also, uh, make sure to grab some merchandise in the store, store.roosteeth.com. We have the pin set. Hopefully, by now, we also have, uh, we might have, we were working on an anniversary pin as well. So I don't know if that's in the store yet. Hopefully, it is. Um, we also got some postcards coming very soon. And you can mail us a postcard from, you know, obviously, we want you to mail a theme park postcard. Like, I mean, you could mail, if you buy the postcard, the, the, the annual pass postcards, you could mail them to us if you want. But, I would rather get like you know some cool. What was the what was the park in in in, in Sweden? What was it? Uh, Agro Crag. It was Agro Crag. Okay, yeah. yeah. So if you want to mail us something from that, you know, I'd like to see those. That'd be kind of cool. We yeah. can, and we'll eventually build up the wall. What was it, Ben? Oh, you. I thought you were about to talk. There, you, you lean back. I, I like was. You're going to say something about Agro Crag. I, I was. All I was going to say was, uh, it, it would be remiss of me as a producer because I would never forget this. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Have you asked the question of the week? I did not. Whoo! Ben, you did it! You you have achieved the producer qu- uh, credit! Yay, Jeff! I didn't write a question of the week. <laughs> that we we haven't. Do the one that well, I I stole from. Uh, remember, I, I stepped on one. I last was time. I was saving that one because I said I would do it the next week. So I said oh, I would push okay. it back. All right. Well, today's episode we talked about Expedition Everest. Uh, what is your out there? What is your very favorite? Mountain at a theme park. So you know oh. you've got Splash Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, Space Mountain, Everest. What is your favorite mountain at any theme park on the planet? I want to know if it's like if it's Space Mountain, which Space Mountain? Because like there's multiple Space Mountains. Yeah. So let me know in the comments over at RoosterTeeth.com. What is your favorite mountain? And uh, and then then we will uh, and then I'll pick a winner. We'll randomly select someone. Who? Thank you, Ben. Ben was on top of that. Nailed it. I appreciate that, and I appreciate you. All the beautiful pass holders out there, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being on our Discord. Thanks for grabbing merchandise. Uh, thank you for sending us postcards. 
And um, it, it's the best. Y'all are great. And don't forget to you know, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash annual pass. Hopefully by now we have some like anniversary content up there as well. And I hope so. Hopefully we're, we're already putting puzzles together. I think we're, we're, starting, we're starting with the Lego. We're, then we're going to talk about uh, building our own, making our own uh, annual pass puzzles and yeah, Legos. It's going to be lots of fun. Yeah. So check out all that. We do appreciate you. Jeff, do you feel like you learned anything today? I do. I learned about this really cool uh, new ARG group called ARGRDRC <laughs> that is on Discord that I'm going to join. Yeah, yesterday. you are. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm going to throw it. you an invite right now. I also learned I, uh, I learned a lot about the Yeti. You did? Yeah, I learned uh, it has three G's. Uh, so v- decent cell service, oh. <laughs> but not the best. You're not watching any videos on it, that's for sure. Uh, I learned that the base is cracked and it was going to be a catastrophic failure. Uh, they spent a hundred million dollars on a on a uh, <laughs> on a Yeti that worked for four months. That <laughs> seems like a catastrophic failure to me, but I'm sure they made their money back instantly on funnel cakes and uh, t-shirts. Exactly, absolutely. So. That is going to do it for today's episode. Thank you very, very much, everyone, for listening. You guys are absolutely the best. We love you. Uh, Thank you for listening. It's been over a year now, and I can't believe we've been doing this. It's so great. So love you guys. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.